Kate Gilman-Williams is only 12 years old, but she's already a well-known animal advocate, CEO, and author. Kate, who lives in Austin, Texas, was just seven when she co-authored a book called Let's Go on Safari, and she was 10 when she founded her organization, Kids Can Save Animals. Kate says anyone can make a difference. You can make an impact by the smallest things. One of my favorite things that kids can do is just educating yourself. You can pick an animal from the red list, learn as much as you possibly can about it, and educate your family and friends about it. So even the smallest things can make a huge difference. Kate also runs a podcast, Club 15, named because we lose one elephant every 15 minutes. On her podcast, Kate says kids learn from experts on what they can do to help save wildlife. She tells us it's the seriousness of the situation that keeps her going. I've been to Africa four times, and it's really important that I keep doing this research because we do lose one elephant from our planet every 15 minutes. Every eight hours, a rhino is killed for its horn. And if we don't take action now, we could lose all elephants from our planet in 10 years. So that's what keeps me going. Kate says resilience and grit are important traits in her business. When I was trying to find a publisher for my book, I opened over 100 rejection letters, and it was really hard, but you can really, if you keep pursuing it, I would say, go for it. But it was a hard time because I was getting lots of no's, but it felt so great when I finally got a yes. So I would tell my young self to never give up and keep pushing on. And the most pressing issue for Kate right now, poaching. Because that's what people are after, and it's really crazy. Did you know that Rhino horn is the same exact material as our fingernails. It's both made of keratin. And it's crazy that poachers want it because it's worth nothing. And pangolins, the most trafficked animal on the planet, are also made of keratin. So it's crazy that these poachers want it. And poaching is a really big issue in Africa. And even though it's on the other side of the world, we all need to pitch in and help. Animal advocate, CEO, author, and podcaster Kate Gilman-Williams on this episode of Run It Like a Girl. Today, I'm really excited because I have the opportunity to meet with Kate Gilman-Williams, who is an animal advocate, CEO, and author. Kate is the CEO and founder of Kids Can Save Animals. Kate, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today for an episode. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And you're calling um, all the way from Texas, Austin to be exact. Yes, I live in Austin, Texas currently. Very cool. And um, we were just talking before I hit record about your background. Can you just tell me a little bit about your background? Because I think it's pretty cool. Yes, so I'm the CEO and founder of my advocacy organization, Kids Can Save Animals. I'm a huge animal advocate. I'm the author of my book, Let's Go on Safari. I am the founder of my podcast with Microsoft Club 15, and I just released a song with Jen Hartman called Kids Can Save Animals, and I can tell you all about it. That's amazing. I can't wait to hear about it. So let's start. You're 11 years old. Is that correct? I actually just turned 12 a few weeks ago. Well, happy birthday. Um, Thanks. <laughs> so uh, let's start with Kids Can Save Animals. What, uh, what led you to decide at such a young age that you were going to you know, start that organization? So I got started when I was seven years old and I was on my first ever safari and I met a girl game driver named Michelle and she taught me everything I know about animals, but she also told me that humans are killing animals and I had to do something to help. 
So I came home wanting to write a book, and I asked if she would be my co-author, and she said yes. So we ended up collaborating and sending drafts back and forth, and we created our book, Let's Go on Safari. But then when I was 10 years old, I wanted to do more. So I created my advocacy organization, Kids Can Save Animals, where we give kids real ways where they can make an impact. That's so cool. So what are some of those ways that uh, kids can make an impact? You can make an impact by the smallest things. One of my favorite things that kids can do is just educating yourself. You can pick an animal from the red list, learn as much as you possibly can about it, and educate your family and friends about it. So even the smallest things can make a huge difference. That's amazing. And um, so you also have uh, Club 15. Uh, that uh, is a podcast that you run. And it's named, I read, because we actually lose one elephant every 15 minutes. Um, that's incredibly sad to me. I, I would love to tell us just a bit about the work you're doing there with Club 15. Yes, so Club 15 is a podcast where I'm interviewing top scientists, conservationists, and technologists, and they're teaching us what they're doing to help save wildlife and wild spaces and how we can help them. Some of my death desk's guests have been Fatima Hemdani. She's one of the coolest technologists I've ever had on. She builds drones that go longer and faster and higher than any drones ever before, and she's using them to help save wildlife on the ground. And also, I have Regina McKenna. She's 90 years old, and she's still working with Born Free Foundation to keep animals wild and free. So Club 15 is basically a platform where kids can learn from experts what they can do to help save wildlife. That's that's incredible. And um, I think I also read, because I've been reading a little bit about you, that um, as you mentioned, when you came home from your trip to Africa, an Africa on a safari and wrote your book, and I think you've been back a few times since then. Um, what what keeps compelling you to go back and keep trying to do more to help save animals? Yes. Yeah, so I've been to Africa four times and it's really important that I keep doing this research because we do lose one elephant from our planet every 15 minutes. Every eight hours, a rhino is killed for its horn. And if we don't take action now, we could lose all elephants from our planet in 10 years. So that's what keeps me going. And on my recent trip to Africa, I was figuring out what experts have to do to keep our wildlife alive. I dehorned a rhino, which protects them from poachers because the horn is what the poachers want. I tracked a pangolin that had been rescued from traffickers. Penguins are the number one most poached animal on the planet, and it was the first time I've ever seen one. And cheetahs are actually one of my favorite animals. They're on the front cover of my book, Let's Go on Safari. And I colored a cheetah, and it's really important that we do that because there are only 7,100 of them left in the wild. So we need to keep collecting data from them and monitoring them. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, where can people get it, first of all? Where can they pick it up? Yes. So you can go to my website, kidscansaveanimals.com, or you can just buy it off of Amazon. Okay, that's that's awesome. And I want to talk a little bit because, um, you know, there's a lot of kids out there trying to do things to make a difference. You know, they whatever it is that they might believe in or have a passion for. Um, but you, at a very young age, have taken it so much further than than most than most would which is really admirable so i'd love to know what would you say to someone a young person that has a passion wants to help but doesn't have any idea where to start 
I would tell them never give up because you can find so much help along the way. I have so many incredible mentors, Sarah Mastin, who helped me with Club 15, Jen Hartman-Luck, who I worked with to create this album. And you can do it if you work really hard and if it's something you're passionate about. And you will get, you will get help along the way and it will come out great. Awesome. And uh, let's talk a little bit about mentorship, actually, because uh, you just mentioned that you have several mentors. Uh, do you find yourself in a position now where people are actually seeking out your mentorship? Yes. So being a leader is really important to me. So I'm now in partnership with Born Free USA, and I'm their first United States Youth Ambassador. And in my role, I'm educating kids around the world about animals in captivity, how animals should never be used in any form of human entertainment, and how the illegal pet trade is wrong. So speaking up for what you believe in is a really great way you can be a leader. Awesome. And I imagine... um that uh, your family must be a huge source of support for you. How, how do you balance everything that you're doing? So your school, your friends, your family, and then everything that you're doing with your organizations? Yes, so I do have a lot going on, but I do find time for everything, which is really nice. And all my friends and family are really passionate about this too. So they're all really supportive of me. And yeah, I'm, it's, it sometimes can be hard to, you know, get my homework done for school and still do my advocacy work. But this is something that's really important to me and that I'm really passionate about. That's great. So I guess it's just, if you're passionate about it, find the time and make it happen. Yes. <laughs> I like that. And uh, I'm curious, because I'm guessing the answer, can you hear my dogs barking? Yes. 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 Um, that's okay. It's all part of the charm of my podcast. Uh, we have a lot of animals here as well. We have two dogs and two guinea pigs. And um, I am the only one home, so I have no one to uh, to help me with them right now. So I apologize for, uh, for the dog barking. <laughs> um, so kind of moving on then. Uh, so you started your organization when you were 10. So you've been doing it for about two years now. Um, you have different partnerships uh, with Microsoft and, and other organizations. What's next for you? Well, I want to continue doing Club 15 because right now it's really surrounded by biodiversity experts and not all kids are interested in wildlife, which I do know. And I want to have different kinds of interests that people can dive into, like oceans. I want to bring oceans into Club 15 and interview people that are experts in that and in different ways kids can help different kinds of global sustainability issues. That's very cool. That sounds awesome. Um, I'm just, I'm very interested as a, a fellow podcaster. How do you source your guests? So I usually find them off of other guests. Sarah Mastin, who helps me get started, has found so many of my guests. She's really good friends of lots of cool animal advocates that I've gotten in touch with. And also through my partnerships, like Born for USA is how I got in touch with Virginia McKenna. And through my partnership with Microsoft, I've gotten lots of cool technology guests. So that's really how I find the coolest people to interview. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Um, and so I'd love to ask you now, if is there anything, if you could go back a couple years to when you were first kind of decided, I am going to start this organization, and you could have a conversation with yourself at that time, is there any advice you would give yourself knowing what you know now? Definitely. I would definitely tell myself never give up because when I was trying to find a publisher for my book, I opened over a hundred rejection letters and it was really hard, but you can really, I, if you keep pursuing it, I would say go for it. But it was a hard time because I was getting lots of no's 
but it felt so great when I finally got a yes. So I would tell my young self to never give up and keep pushing on. Excellent. And that actually brings up something I'd love to talk a little bit with. So you talked about hearing no uh, uh, quite a bit, you know, and, and uh, resilience or being able to overcome not, not getting everything that you want the first time or having to try things differently. So how do you pick yourself up from, from, a, from a no and keep going? Well, I think, you know, if this one's a no, maybe the next one will be a yes. And people really do help. So how I did find my publisher, it's a really interesting story. I had the help of Ryan Seacrest. I was on the radio with him, and I said, I really need to find a publisher. Um, it's been really hard, but I'm still working on it. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you still needed a publisher. And he gave a shout-out to me, and somebody reached out and wanted to publish my book, which is really exciting. But all, after that got published, I had had a no from Penguin Random House. But after it got published, they reached back out to me and wanted to publish my book globally. Wow. Wow. And so has that happened now? Yes. So now you can buy my book, which is really cool, in the airports of South Africa. When I go there, I always look for them in the bookstores. So it's really important to me that to never give up because that never would have happened if I wouldn't, you know, I've been on the radio and had help from other people. Absolutely. Um, Because no one can do it on their own, right? Everyone needs help. Everyone needs people around them to help support them, lift them up and keep going. Yes, everybody needs a mentor and they can really help you along your journey. Excellent. What was it like the first time you saw your book on a bookshelf beside other books that people could buy? It's really inspiring because it's knowing that every time a kid buys this book, money is automatically going to organizations that are doing things to help. 100% of the money goes to these three organizations. They go to the Jane Goodall Institute, the Shelgic Wildlife Trust, and Rewild. So when anyone buys the book, they're automatically supporting conservation. So when you see it on a shelf and seeing people buy it, it's really inspiring that knowing you're making a difference and everyone around you is too. That's incredible. So listeners, in the show notes, you'll find a link to click on to go and buy that book. So please do. Um, So you've talked about uh, Ryan Seacrest. I've read lots of news articles with you in them. What has been your favorite experience so far? One of my favorite experiences is launching an album with Jen Hartman Luck. I have a song called Kids Can Save Animals, and I'm featured on it. And this is actually the CD for it. And you can buy the CD anywhere. It has all of the songs on it. And she wrote songs about incredible kids around the world that are making a difference in what they're passionate about. And my song is called Kids Can Save Animals. And whenever someone downloads it, 15% of the money goes directly to Rewild, where Leonardo DiCaprio is the founding board member. So it's been a really fun journey going through what it's like producing a song. And it's something that I've never done before. So That's really neat. That'll be in the show notes, too. So what was that like? Like, how did you, um, like, what was your role with that song? <laughs> Yes, so to start off, Jen Hartman Luck, she interviewed me about my conservation work. I told her everything I know, why I'm doing it, and she turned it into this amazing song. And then I got to go to the recording studio. I'm in a little bit of the background. Um, You'll see it when you listen to the songs, and I also speak over some of the, um, the singing, saying some sad animal facts. So it was a really cool experience, and I've never done anything like that before. Yeah, that sounds like a cool experience. Um, and, uh, so that's fairly new, but people can buy it now. Yes. So you can download all of the songs on any streaming platform. 
Awesome. That's great. So you can check that out in the show notes as well. We will definitely include it in there. So now, just before we kind of wrap up for the day, um, I'd love just to kind of get your thoughts on on one more thing. Um, if if there was something, what do you think? If you can, and I don't know if you can get this down to one thing or not, and that's fine if you can't. But in your mind, what is the most pressing issue facing animals today? I would say the most pressing issue is poaching because that's what people are after and it's really crazy. Did you know that rhino horn is the same exact material as our fingernails? It's both made of keratin and it's crazy that poachers want it because it's worth nothing and pangolins, the most trafficked animal on the planet, are also made of keratin. So it's crazy that these poachers want it and poaching is a really big issue in Africa and even though it's on the other side of the world, we all need to pitch in and help. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on today. And that's kind of the end of our formal questions. But I have three questions I want to ask you and just to see if, if there's anything. Um, it's more just about what you're reading and things like that. Um, we try to give people a little bit of, um, you know, something new that they can read. And obviously, we talked about your book, which everyone should read. Um, but I'm wondering, do you listen to podcasts? And if so, what what is your favorite one? Or one of your favorite yes. ones? Well, obviously, I love my podcast, but other than that, I listen to Part-Time Genius. It's actually really interesting. The hosts are Will and Mango, and they talk about, you know, cool, weird inventions, and they answer interesting questions. So it's really based towards teens, so I would definitely check it out. Awesome. And what are you currently reading? So one of my favorite authors is Stuart Gibbs. I actually interviewed him on my podcast, and I'm reading one of his most current books, Spice Squat Sea. He has different series. One of his series is all about animals. Um, one of the books is actually called Poached, and at the end, he always talks about real issues and how you can help. Very cool. And who is currently inspiring you? I would say Jen Hartman Luck because she's working so hard on this album and it's so cool because just by listening to music you can make a difference and she's definitely one of my biggest mentors and she really is inspiring me. Excellent. Well, Kate, I want to thank you so much for taking time to uh, sit down with me today and talk about uh, all the great, fantastic work that you're doing. I just really appreciate you taking the time, so thank you so much. Of course, thank you for having me. Run It Like a Girl is hosted by Bonnie Moak. Brian Long is the producer. Web design and technical assistance provided by Dan Moak. And music courtesy of the talented Brooklyn Gillichuk.